Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hey. I'm getting all fired up. I'm all fired up and lonesome. So it's 2022, and apparently the footy season's upon us. But after the dullest off-season in rugby league history, I've seriously wondered whether there is anything to fire up about. Where was the traditional off-field misbehaviour that Fire Up has embraced and celebrated since 2004, while all other media outlets have been outraged by it? Where's the grand season launch campaign that focuses on a hero of the game, a face of the game, who inevitably and invariably disgraces himself within days of the launch? Who's throwing pizzas at sponsors' daughters? Who's throwing goannas at fishermen? Has Philanders killed rugby league so dead that the players are just dull, lifeless automatons? Is that the Philanders' vision? And where are the bold, outrageous pre-season predictions? Where is Gus making his traditional annual pronouncement that the Raiders will come dead last, as he has since 1982, the only year they ever came last? We've had nothing! And what's passing as rugby league news these days is Cam Smith making predictions on your sports leader, SEN, under the headline, Smith names the team he expects to rise up the ladder in 2022. The game's most evil man is making this pronouncement. And what's his prediction? The Titans to go from 6th to 8th. That's Cam Smith. That's all he's got to offer. That's the team that's going to rise up the ladder from 8th to 6th. Thank God for Buzz Rothfield making up and publishing what he believes to be the actual salary the players are worth. And what a marvellous work of fiction it is. One of his finest. Goodness knows how many napkins in his favourite Chinese restaurant were sacrificed to come up with that list. So where does that leave fire up? Well, I can tell you there is demand. I have been stunned, shocked by the outpouring of support from within the league. As the South Sydney Rabbitohs ran onto the field for the trial game, a player not selected for the match yelled at them, Come on, you Kai Michael Hunts! Fire up! A call to arms! Since then, the Rabbitohs have not once, not twice, but thrice posted fire up on their socials. They want us back. And on Nine's Wide World of Sports, an unnamed senior Tigers source, I'm looking at you, Chris Gale, complaining about some alleged eligibility and suspension discrepancies that favour the storm, ha! said... Our boys are all fired up, I can tell you. They want us back. They need us back to keep Philanders, Abdo, Gould, Cleary, Cleary and Smith in check. So welcome to the 2022 season of Fire Up. I'm Dennis Carnahan, joined by PWA superstar Chris Gale and the sulkiest Rabbitohs fan Redfern Pat. And we're going to look closely at the nexus between art, science, spirituality and rugby league. But there has been some off-field misbehaviour. There has been one appalling episode of off-field misbehaviour and it was from within this very room and it was you, Chris Gale, pretending to be the new the new narrator of SAS Australia. Chris Gale, have you apologised yourself? Have you apologised to your children? Have you apologised to your teammates? The whole of society, explain yourself. NRLW player Millie Boyle faces her own personal demons as she attempts to pull convicted drug dealer Richard Buttrose off a cliff. Well, Dennis, I, the gig is up. There has been no scandal. And as always, Fire Up throws themselves on the various grenades, <laughs> takes the punishment by, yes, I confess that I generated huge outrage by claiming that I've been appointed as the new narrator of SAS Australia. Uh, this was not true. This is in no way true, though coincidentally, I did meet one of the executive producers the day after and I confess to her my sins, and she goes, you know what? You'd make a good narrator. <laughs> of course, why was I watching SAS Australia? You may well ask, Dennis. Well, I've just mentioned Millie Boyle's out there, and hasn't she had a fantastic start oh, she's the Brisbane Broncos? wonderful in the NRLW. She's the MVP right now, and they Ooh. need to name that medal pretty quickly, because I'm not sure what it is. Well, the ABC has named it. Oh, yes. The Ruan Smith medal. Oh, thank you. The Ruan. A- AKA the Ru. Oh, exactly. It'll just be the Ru. It's I mean, the Ru. Terrific. And, of course, Darius Boyd, former, well, Brisbane Broncos and George Illawarra Dragon, a couple of other teams, I think, along the way, Newcastle Knight, perhaps. When I spoke to that same executive producer, he said, you know what, in retrospect, turns out Darius doesn't speak very much. He wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I said, 
You've really got to get your production team doing better research, you know, because wow. Darius was the master of the one-word answer, wasn't he? A la Wayne Bennett. Oh, he was the, he was the master pupil. He beats Bennett. In his, yeah. In his yeah. career. Thanks. But, yeah. But the reason I was watching Dennis was, of course, Series 2 was uh, subtitled, it was SAS Australia, subtitled The Redemption of Sam Burgess. <laughs> and it was compelling viewing from start to finish. And I would have thought, in Sam's defence, there was a nice, neat bow tired over the wrapping of the present and it was all over for him <laughs> but it was not to be it was not to be and it shows how bereft they are of scandal that they've had to go back to some sins and i don't want to get into the details it's fairly unseemly but sam made some errors back in october 2020 i mean that's Ooh. almost pre-covid dennis that's like antediluvian that burgess <laughs> made some mistakes and he's been hit with a thirty thousand dollar fine probably not going to hurt him not just the fine though exactly there was a suspension there was a suspension from working with the Rabbitohs. Well, he was unable to be a player. Well, we've known that for some time. Or an NRL official for 12 weeks. That's, Ret- a, that's a huge suspension. Retrospective. Right. To October 2020 when he voluntarily stood down. Okay, so we've gone from the playbook of the Paul Gallen suspension, being suspended from games that you'd already played and lost. Yes. So he's been suspended from alleged work he's already done with the Rabbitohs. There's all sorts of suspension shenanigans. We might go into this with your team, the Raiders. So if you drop in about the, the Raiders. And there's been all sorts of suspension shenanigans going on, Dennis, and I know your club has had a lot to say. I put to you more than my club and we'll come to that in a moment but Sam Burgess was retrospectively suspended from being an NRL official so he can be an NRL official tomorrow if he wants to be but Danny Weidler and the Herald pointed this out on the weekend somewhat thoughtfully that right now Souths are protecting him from what he refers to as the NRL furnace I mean has Weidler been outside it's absolutely bucketing down for weeks if there's one thing that rugby league is not concerned about this weekend it's being fire on fire or fired up. Well, but if, if he's concerned about this being the NRL furnace, there's, there's nothing else. And that, that will be the issue, that the furnace is all focused on Sam for something he did three years ago. Three years ago. Because there's nothing doing now except, as you mentioned, my hero, Stick. Ricky Stewart. Oh, yes. The most passionate man in rugby league. And Ricky Stewart, hasn't he come out and, may I say it, blown up deluxe? <laughs> Ricky, God love Ricky. And Ricky, boy, there's a lot of talk about Ricky at the moment in Canberra about how he's changing tactics, how the old dog is learning new tricks. It's a very exciting time to be a Canberra Raiders fan. Winning more games, perhaps? Well, that'd be nice. It's, you know, it's only preseason games they've won so far. We're looking forward to having the Sharks coming up. But, but Ricky, so there's this allegation that some players weren't selected for the All-Stars game and those that weren't selected were allowed to serve it as a suspension. Again, retrospective. So there were players who were suspended, who didn't get selected because they weren't av- who, who, who weren't made available because it assumed they couldn't play because of the suspension. And now that's counted as a suspension. Who are the players, Chris? Don't break your finger. Latrell Mitchell, I believe. Latrell Mitchell's one. The block of cheese. The block of Brandon cheese. Smith. And mm. then that's it as far as I know. Though I am aware of one of your players who blew up Deluxe or blowing up Deluxe, which is our private Facebook group. Please come and join and enjoy all the banter there. Uh, Jordan Rapiner just went absolutely ballistic on repeated occasions during the Indigenous uh, Maori All-Stars game. Oh, it was a beautiful performance by Raps. And there are people saying, oh, you know, he's got... He shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, I was there. I was standing up for my teammates. I was standing up for my culture. I was standing up for my nation. And my concern was I had to stop that try. My concern wasn't what the referee was going to do, what the judiciary was going to do. I did have in the back of mind, I was more worried about what Ricky Stewart was going to say after the game than to judiciary because he felt that when a player gets suspended in Canberra, I presume all the teams do it, if you're suspended for, off, for on-field misbehaviour, you leave the squad because you're not playing and you go to the fitness trainer. The naughty room. Just, you are just training until you vomit over and over and in over again. In Dunce's caps? In Dunce's caps. By the way, it has occurred to me that he, of course was hit with a shoulder charge charge? Another one, another shoulder charge charge. Do they need to rename the shoulder charge something else or just what charge the... something else? Because shoulder charge charge is somewhat confusing <laughs> to me. An SCC. It's almost like a cha-cha. Then, and then just, if you call it the SCC, the shoulder charge charge, you'd find people going, he's got an SCC charge, a shoulder yeah. charge charge charge. <laughs> what about just the shoulder charge charge? That's all right. The shoulder charge charge. The shoulder charge charge. 
Well, it's a, a shoulder attack because well, it, it, it wasn't actually a shoulder charge traditionally. That, that's the thing. There's a lot of confusion around this, and that's why Ricky Stewart's so upset because there's so much confusion. And once again, when there's confusion, who cops it? Do the Melbourne Storm cop it? No. They get, is it Jarome Hughes they get back? And do, do the South Sydney Rabbitohs cop it? No, 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 because they get um, Latrell Mitchell back. Who cops it? The Canberra Raiders. And how do they cop it? Ricky Stewart says they cop it in the ass. Well. And he says, you can quote. They cop it in the ass, and you can quote. That's what Ricky says. And when Rapata was said, is he pissed off? Yes, Rapata's pissed off. Bloody oath he's pissed off. We cop it in the ass all the time. Well, well Dennis, I mean. What are they doing in Canberra? This is rugby league buggery. Well, far better for me to correct you in matters pertaining to the Raiders, but you did say Ricky could quote be quoted. I think the correct quote was the Raiders cop it up the ass. <laughs> So, so, but he I mean, did say, in terms of levels of bl- can <laughs> in terms of level of blueness, <laughs> Ricky's just gone that. Well, can I say that? Well, I want an extra. I oh, no, no, I don't want to say extra measurement unit because <laughs> it just really you won't can... work right now. But is Those extra chrome? Uh, is, you... is this his change of tactics? <clears throat> is that he's been? You know, obviously he's been concerned about the furniture, the cats, um, straight children that he might have put the Ricky boot in. And so he's been trying to live a measured and more balanced life, and he realizes the only way the Raiders are going to get to Premiership glory is if he absolutely goes off. And well, the Raiders all seem to be following suit with Rapana just also. Well, he blue. did. He did grow up in Quangas in Queanbeyan. He's a Queanbeyan boy. Went to Sanetti's. Now, if you know the geography of Canberra, you'd know that there's Queanbeyan, then there's Fishwick, then there's St Edmunds. So as he was a boy, he would have been going back and forth through Fishwick. And Fishwick, of course, back then was the hub of a certain industry, which should be quite well invited yeah, in this activity. Fireworks. fireworks. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to mix fireworks and cats. We can't even make that joke about what Ricky said. However, however, I, it, it could be that uh, Ricky's come out and suggested the Raiders cop it up the ass because he's trying to distract from the fact that he has made the bold decision to reintroduce um, toots through uh, reserve Croker. grade. Jared Croker has been reserved. Well, we bore witness, put through. didn't we, out at Leichhardt Oval, the pre-season yes. fixture. He looked good. Between the Raiders and... Uh, the Roosters. The Roosters. And yes. they absolutely gave it to the Roosters. Yeah, the Roosters copped it. Where the sun shall didn't we say. shine. And uh, Toots looked good. He did look good. Uh, all the uh, Teddy Tedesco stem cell type approach that mm. taken to the knee. Yeah. But... I believe it's cotton wool. It's not permanent. It's, oh, 100%. It's the same as... But, but, and then you've got, because of this vacuum, this daft, this lack of any pre-season off-field misbehaviour, the Telegraph have written an article saying, you know, drama, former captain, dumped. Yeah, that's right. And this is the end of his career. And you know who wrote it? Buzz Rothfield! Buzz Rothfield hasn't been dumped. He's being reintroduced in reserve grade. This is a standard time-honoured practice of reintroducing a long-term injured player through reserve grade, Chris. I did read the Buzz Rothfield valuation of players article <laughs> the same put, as you did. And he claimed that Jared's worth eight hundred was worth 400 of the 800 he's getting. Let's face it, Buzz and mathematics, they, they don't really mix. But I don't know if you saw the Telegraph Power 50 in Rugby League that was published this morning, but Buzz came in at a healthy number 14, if you can believe that. And I didn't see any Herald journalist within QE of the poll. So I don't know whether it's worth Webster. But it's Where's the, Webby? He wasn't there. Where's Webby got he wasn't there. there. Where Carianus, did go? Not there. You're kidding. Yeah. But to me, what this smacks of is what you're actually right. I mean, there's been nothing to write about. The biggest problem coaches have this year is that everybody's available because no yep. one's on suspension. Yep. And <laughs> and it was it's the same as in George Illawarra. Big George Burgess. Oh, George Hook. Hooker's hooked. Burgess. Oh. He's not. He's just bringing him back because he's yep. sort of... He's had the knee resurfacing, Let's if, get we, a bit if of you know what that is. <laughs> yeah. I Let's think get they, a bit of condition back into yeah, it. Yeah, I think they put a bit of a laminate on it mm. and maybe some sort of sort of tungsten fibre mm. and then burr it down till it has a sheen and then there's your new knee, George, go. But you don't want to come back. But you realise, though, every single player in the Storm has already had that before they even get... It's like the Channel 9 teeth that get replaced. As soon as you go to Melbourne, they burr your knees and they put titanium on there. Did it's you, what they do. Did you notice that beautiful moment in the Charity Shield? And like, let's face it, who was watching it? Uh, where Tom ran on for his beloved South Sydney Rabbitohs and immediately got himself put in the sin bin because he didn't really want to go up against his brother. I thought that was very, very Very touching. generous of him. Now, you, you mentioned the coaches there, the coaches being concerned. The other thing the coaches have concerned about is uh, who's going to get sacked first? Well, there's a market. There's a market. So who's who's leading the being sacked market at the moment? Well, T-Baz by a country mile. There hasn't been... 
I mean, uh, unbackable odds. Don't don't you love rugby league discussions before the season starts? If you're St George Illawarra, maybe or Parramatta. Oh my God, the trial form. It's just like it's reading tea leaves. We're destined for premiership <laughs> success. <laughs> if you're the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, trials mean nothing. Right. Oh yeah. Well, yep. Trent Barrett yep. hopes the trials mean nothing because they looked mm. awful, and he leads the market. And coming up in a solid second place, of course, is. Uh, uh, West Tigers coach Michael Madge. He's a perennial favourite, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a long-term favourite. Yeah. They thought it was last year, the year before, every year. It's like it's it's, it's almost like the season launch. It's an, an annual tradition. And what worries me is that NRL officials, which Sam Burgess couldn't be for twelve weeks retrospectively back in October twenty twenty, when he was, is they manipulate the market mm. because look at the Broncos. Kevin Walters under pressure, they extended him. Hook oh. Griffin under pressure, they extended him, and then they double down in their bets on the likes of Barrett and Maguire. I think it's unfair. It's unconstitutional. It's un-Australian. Don't extend coaches who are clearly going to get fired this season purely so you can get money on the likes of T-Baz and Maguire. It's not right, Dennis. I don't like gambling. You know that. Hey, Mr. Give me back them dice. You're holding on a green, but you're going to lose a sight. Rock and roll, bless my soul. My wallet's getting Well, of course, one coach who is never under pressure, one coach who is always relaxed and is at the very bottom of that market, the lowest odds ever, sorry, the, the longest odds to get sacked this year, is a, a, a coach who's been a favourite of this show. And boy, wouldn't it be great to get him on here? What a dream that would be. And I'd, and I'd like to. And that, of course, is Robbo. Oh, I thought you were talking about Wayne Bennett. He's one of <laughs> he's a long-term favourite of yours. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to get Bellamy on here as well. And I believe that Bellamy. And I'm going to throw this out there as a tease for a future episode because my understanding is that Bellamy. This has been revealed. Whenever a new musical opens in Melbourne, he takes the entire team to go and watch it to get a bit of culture in those buggers. I wonder what the most recent musical was down there in Melbourne. I don't know, but I, I want to do more research on that and I want to find out. And if that's the case, I want to get Bellamy on here to talk about music theatre. Yeah, why not? Because I've never heard him talk about it and well, I think it's a wonderful thing for well, him to talk about. I think this is a, an idea that as once we get our you know wind into us, Dennis, and we've got a couple of episodes under our belt, we mm. might start opening it up and bring in some uh, luminaries Yes. to discuss this real issue about the intersection of art and sport because it's a continuous debate and there are forces of evil out there that says that the two things should be kept distinct. Oh, but I, it's but I terrible. Think, I think visionaries like Bellamy who can see the distinct application of Oklahoma, the musical, mm. to the Melbourne defensive system, that sort of insight is why Bellamy has been such a long-term success. And as we know, Robbo likes to sell himself as some sort of renaissance man. Oh. I guarantee you that he thinks Hamilton is good. Right, and I don't know if you've had the misfortune can of seeing. I, can Hamilton. I suggest that he may well look at Hamilton and go, "Yeah, I could do better." <laughs> probably I'd, right. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd probably play front door book rather than coming through the side like that. And I, I of course, are on record that Hamilton is pants, right? And people go, "Well, have you seen it live?" I said, "No, and I saw it on Disney Plus." <laughs> right? Do I have to have seen a fellow on the stage to work out whether I think it's a good play or not? Did I can watch the movie. See, I've seen the Lion King on Disney. Did you have to see that live? No. <laughs> In the same while that 8 Mile was beat for beat the same as Purple Rain, I'm telling you, Hamilton, beat for beat the same as Jesus Christ Superstar. Have another look. Burr is Judas. It's not a revelation. Lin-Manuel Miranda, I'm accusing you of plagiarism. And I reckon Bellion would agree with me on that. Do you, think, do you think there could, in fact, be one day Mount Kilimanjaro, the musical? Oh, I think it's an absolute given. Oh, I mean, wouldn't that the, be fantastic? Because what you're referring to, of course, is the beatification of Robbo. It's continuing yep. a pace. A little bit like Mary, Mary McKillop, 
There will be a ceremony out at Ramwick Racecourse at some stage, which, let's face it, is Rooster's territory. Oh, yeah. And we will see the ascension of Robbo to the sainthood, as <laughs> Nick Politis likes to put it out. One of the great things about Nick Politis is, you know that expression? Someone put to me the other day, the expression is, good bloke, even better player, <laughs> right? Which is obviously the wrong way around. But Politis yep. was saying that every person who's gone through the Rooster system in the Robinson era has emerged as a better person as a result. I say, hello, Kyle Flanagan. How do you feel about that? Because <laughs> that, that's, it will be a wonderful thing because obviously, you know, the Roosters and Politis and Politis and Kithra and Kithra and Volandis and Volandis and Randwick. Like, it's just that it's a the circle is circle. complete. I it's mean, beautiful. Well, no doubt. And they'll probably, um, you know, as they bring out the... Uh, the images of Robbo and the beautiful sort of ornate paintings. It'll be Duntil Circle of Life from the Lion King musical. And, and, and they'll have a replica. Uh, it'll be, what, what do they call those things? I want to say automaton, but I'm not right. You know, the, <laughs> you know those automatic creatures. Animatronic. Animatronic. There'll be an animatronic version of Robbo as a baby. Oh. And, and Politus will actually lift it up. And the whole Could it be one of those 3D laser things of, of Robo is it? Like a... <laughs> just, and, and let me tell you, all the kids grew up liking. I know. Hey, uh, da, da. <laughs> it, it'll be fantastic. And for those they, who came in late, by the way, maybe they could do it at the new footy stadium. That would be perfect. And they could have him rise through the middle of it. That's and perfect. as he gets to the top, as he gets above the enormous roof that's there and looks spectacular, he could look around and Pilatus could say, "All of this." Everything you see, Robbo, is yours. But don't look down to the south. That's the dirty Redfern area. Never go there. It's the perfect plan. And look, all those other sports that have been laying rights to be but the first fixture on the new SFS, whatever they ended up calling it. It'll be it's just the foot it's always been the Sydney Football Stadium. And it will be Roosters Rabbits, and it'll oh. be the beatification of Robbo. For those who came in late, this reference to Mount Kilimandraro refers to the fact that when he was on the Mark Hughes funding drive. He went into the tents as they were preparing to do an assault on this charity walk they were doing up Mount Kilimanjaro. I believe the weather was somewhat inclement. It was not unlike what it is outside mm. the Batuta Advocate Which is appropriate to right Mount Kilimanjaro, yep. less so than it is to Sydney. And simply he coined the words Dennis, which have just echoed throughout rugby league ever since. Tomorrow is game day. There are no excuses on game day. Hence, those words are now um, not embossed, but they're embedded in rugby league. So much so that the NRL has recently named its rugby league participation initiative. Guess what? Project Climb! Oh! Uh, talk about the haves and the have-nots in rugby league. It's just rank. Just rank. By the way, they had George Cambosis, the defending world uh, champion boxer, in to talk to the Roosters the other day. And he opened up with the address. He goes, fellas, winning a world championship, it's like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. No. So that's exactly he what did. he did say. So, uh, <laughs> Do you think he went to Robert Speechwriter? Do you think the coach whisperer has gone in and written a little line for him? The coach whisperer is healing the, the sick and the, the I dying know. now. So he's, he's, he's not, he doesn't bother himself with rugby league anymore. He's moved on to higher callings, which Robert could be part of. And uh, look, I'm telling you what... Uh, it's going to be, well, I, I'm concerned that it's the Roosters' year. I'm well, deeply concerned. Let, let me ask you this, though. Will there, in Fire Up 2022, in this version, will there be, every week, another new reason to hate the Roosters? Or not, is that not, last year's? Not at all, because I'm not a bitter person, Dennis. So <laughs> I, I will be revealing, when we uh, enjoy the pleasure of Redfern Pat in the third segment, that I've got a new little segment to Oh, well, wrap I can't wait thing. for that. But as I said... Come to think of it, I am a bit of man <laughs> based on what I'm going to be saying. <laughs> well, but, get excited, listeners. There's a new segment that's replaced. And, and people should not ever feel reluctant to get onto Blowing Up Deluxe or just the Fire Up Facebook page generally and giving us new reasons to hate the Sydney Roosters. There's plenty of them. And one of them, of course, we, we were talking about off-field misbehaviour earlier and, and the lack of it. And it got such a lack that the Roosters have used the Australian... Is he the Australian captain? Teddy Tedesco is the Australian they've captain. Pulled him, they've pushed him out to make an apology, to make an apology for some alleged off-field misbehaviour. He's, he's come out and given this year's first rugby league apology. And was he a So did he throw a pizza at Nick Pilatus' daughter? Did he, did he throw a goanna at someone fishing down at Cornell? What did he do? Well, he didn't suggest that Trent Robinson isn't a quasi-religious figure because that would have got him excommunicated <laughs> from the club. 
Now, look, uh, this again, sensitive territory, Dennis, and I'm surprised that Terry Ball actually hasn't issued the correct pro forma as should have been completed by Teddy Tedesco because mm. he certainly verbalised it. He was down out with the younger boys, Dennis. That's the first tremor, being uh-huh. out with the younger boys. And he m- you may have said the word squid game, which is a very popular drama made in Korea ah, yeah. to a member yep, of the yep. general public, if you can recall yep. that. And yep. Whilst he was cleared and exonerated by the NRL, well, what a surprise, it's the Sydney Roosters, <laughs> uh, he's felt it upon himself to make a more general apology, probably because he was somewhat intoxicated uh, at said event, even though there might be a dispute as to actually what was said. Mm-hmm. And so they got on top of the issue. They published the apology pretty much the same time as Jack DeBellum was being extensively interviewed in the newspaper, knowing that Teddy's apology would be buried <laughs> next to the stock market results. <laughs> and essentially it's... It seems to me he's been put through the RPRP. The RPRP? The Ricky Ponting Rehabilitation (laughs) Program. You may recall our (laughs) Australian captain, and by the way, just very, very briefly, um, in a more sombre moment, what a a tough time it has been for sport in general with the loss of Warney and Rod Marsh and (sighs) Olympic cyclist Dean Woods. And for rugby league, we lost Mark Shulman and two immortals, Sticks Proven and uh, uh, Johnny Raper. It really has been... A tough time. We send all our best out to all their families, but uh, I'm, I'm going to have to jump in and point out that every, pretty much every Raiders lunatic has been posting pictures of Warney in the Raiders Super League jersey, um, claiming him as a Raiders fan because he wore, and I believe it was Luke Devico's, and I think we can get to the bottom of it because the photo came out more because of our friend Steve Mascord. Shout out to Steve Mascord's yes. book, Two oh, Tribes. I've read it. It's fantastic. It is. And he mentions in there that the, the Raiders were over for the World Club Challenge, weren't really putting in, were putting a lot more work in at the bar than on the field and spent time with the Ashes winning Australian cricket team, wherein Warney met them. And they found a lot in common. Um, and there's a, a good chapter about that, including one, Jim Wilson. Oh, yes. Who uh, was there as a journalist and who got tackled by Luke Devico or was it Simon Wolford? Let's we've we've got the book, so we'll we'll look it up. Um, but his main concern wasn't his ribs being crashed to the ground, being rolled on the filthy carpet. His main concern was his red. His glass of red was spilt, and <laughs> you can do anything to Jim. Don't take away his red. And I'm going to put him up. I think he should come on as a guest to We'd explain to that whole thing. It's not very rugby league. A glass of red, is it? Listen, I that was. Uh, have you been to the Roosters? <laughs> of course it is. It's a terrific read, Two Tribes. I highly commend it to you. And listen, Morris Lindsay, if you're out there listening, please phone in. We want to know where you are. But look, uh, teammate of Warnings, of course, and became Australian captain Ricky Ponting early in his tenure as an Australian cricket player, was up at the Bourbon and Beefsteak, as it used to be known, before the gentrification of King's Cross. Mm-hmm. Now the Bourbon, and he basically got uh, levelled. Well, there was a couple of issues there, and the main part of the RPRP would say, don't be in King's Cross after midnight in the company of Funky Miller. Right. I believe that would be pretty much... Was it Jeff? Was it Funky Miller, though? Yes. Well, with the blue hair with was the a blue hair. trouble magnet. That was the problem, that he was there after midnight with that person. Anyway, so Ricky ends up with a shiner and a tarnished public image. And, and for a while, the nickname Panda Ponting, <laughs> which he really didn't like. So... Cricket Australia was probably the Australian Cricket Board in those days. They've hauled him in and they said, son, this is not the way we do it here. This is exactly what happened to Teddy Tedesco. It's just a mirror image. First of all, you're of a certain age and responsibility now. You can't go out drinking with the younger boys. And what you need to do is go and find yourself a fiancé, which is exactly what Ponting did and is what Tedesco has done. And as Teddy Tedesco puts it, he said, I can't go out on the beers with the younger boys anymore. I'm engaged. Wow. And he's apologised to all the usual um, pundits, just to Roosters fans, not to rugby league fans in general, which kind of missed me, particularly because we made you, Teddy, and I personally (laughs) sponsored you for three years, but that's okay. And uh, I think he'll be uh, reinstalled as Australian captain, no questions asked, with a brand new knee, Toots Croker style. With titanium, with stem cells, with the works. Um, Has there been any backlash of people saying, do you realise you've put... Australian society and women's rights back <laughs> 50 or 60 years by saying that marriage is, you know, that you have to find a good woman to stay barefoot pregnant in the kitchen to keep you honest. Is that is that the rooster's way? Well, I think it is the rooster's way. And I don't think Teddy believes it. I mean, if you saw the vision, and it's hard to get hold of, of him actually, it looked to me like he was reading from a prepared statement. <laughs> and uh, he was reminded of his contractual obligations. And I think he feels very, very keenly that he has said the wrong thing. And I'm sure... Rugby League will eventually catch up 
and realize that just because you're engaged doesn't mean you can go, go out for beers with the younger boys. Exactly. Now, but with the younger boys, I understand there's an issue with the Gold Coast Southport Warriors Club with some of the younger boys up there, Chris. Yeah, they took the club to semi-final glory the previous season, and these mm. boys, the ages 18, 19, this group of young lads, have turned up for training. What a training. fine age. What Terrific. a fine age. Oh, oh, what a great time to be. Well, probably not during COVID, you know. Okay, possibly not. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you turn up, uh, you know, wet behind the ears, as yep. is the case right now, and <laughs> I'm ready to play. We want to go, let's go Warriors, dot, dot, dot. Uh, maybe don't like the nickname so much. Why can't we be called something else or like the Southport? Tigers. Southerners or something like that. And uh, allegedly the football director has said, on your bikes, boys. And they go, what's wrong, Skip? I'm assuming he's called Skip. They go, you don't spend enough at the bar. You haven't contributed (laughs) to the club financially. And they go, well, we are 18, 19. We're on our P plates. Uh, That sort of thing. Mm. Isn't it great to see the rugby league still looks at a young player in their development years and say, you don't drink enough? You're not welcome here. <laughs> We're going to kick you out. No wonder there's no off-seal drama if that's the if that's the anodyne, if that's the correct use of the word, type of player that we're churning out these days, Dennis. I fear for the game. And you know what, Dennis? I don't fear for the game. I fear for our, our game. game. Mm, well, I think there's another another number of fears that I that I have had coming in from this off-season. And that's... It's not so much the off-season because there's, the, there's that twilight zone between the off-season and the season called the pre-season. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where traditionally clubs train the house down. Yes. And the Raiders have been posting a lot of training house down picks. And they've used that term, training the house down. I've also heard that there's a tremendous feel around the joint right now. Oh, there in every Canada. joint. Every joint right now has a tremendous feel. Every joint. The boys have been working harder. And I did. I have to have a little sidebar here and point out that there was an interview, one of the most wonderful interviews in the NRLW, uh, the Broncos captain. And not once, not twice, but thrice, she gave full credit to the girls. Oh, Ali, fantastic. Full credit to the girls. And, and it was wonderful to hear it. It would have been even better if she said full credit to the boys because there are a number of people who get stuck around the, the boys playing footy. NRLW player Millie Boyle, teammate. Of Ali Brigginshaw, known well for full credit to the girl. I still and, reckon and also, I can get that. And job. also uh, known for the, the tryst, which has become a relationship, a wonderful well, blossoming romance. Well, I am, as I said, watching series three, and they did mm. haul Millie in with, you know, the, the bag over the head with the goggles <laughs> into the interrogation room. And in fact, it was very moving because she talked about the Divulies, her uh, father, I'm not sure his last name Royce. But, uh, I don't know. He played for Canberra. Will, Millie's she, Boyle. Her father played for Canberra. Yeah, David Boyle. David Boyle. Yeah. I always think David Boyle played for South. So have I got that wrong? I uh, might be the same person. Oh, right. Okay. And uh, he had an unfortunate accident on their farm and he's um, t- t- had a long uh, recovery rehabilitation mm. period. Very emotional and heartwarming and she misses the father that she had but is grateful for the father she still has. Mm-hmm. No reference to Alden Elliott and the Bachelor incident. <laughs> I mean, they must be saving it up for a later drama because there's no doubt she'll be reduced to tears like that. Well, one of the things that worries me most about the preseason is what I'd call um, PSDD, mm-hmm. the preseason delusion disorder. Right. And I, I, I saw a lot of it this year, and I was so moved by it that I've, I've I have friends who follow some rugby league teams, which they've, they've, I'm very worried about their state of well-being after this preseason. So I've written a little song about it. I'm worried for my dragon's friends They're dancing round like it's 2010 Just cause they won two trial games I'm scared their hopes will all soon fade To disappointment once again Oh dragon fans please settle down At least until September comes around Cause when the spring is in the air That's the finals time of year You know you probably won't be there You've had joy, you've had fun But now the preseason is done All the wins that you found They were not in a premiership round I worry more for the Eels fans They think they won one trial You'd think they'd won the big dance that looted smiles will turn to frowns 
When the finals come around, you know that they'll come crashing down. Oh, Eels fans, please calm yourselves. You'll not be putting this trophy on the shelf. The business ends six months away. The grand final's not in February, March or April, June or May. You've had joy, you've had fun, but now the preseason is done. When when September comes, you know your season will be done. You've had joy, you've had fun, but once the real season's begun, all the wins that you found were not in a premiership round. That's my concern, Chris. They're all so happy. They're all so excited. And they're all so buggered. You're a genuine humanitarian, Dennis. I'm worried for them. But but now, after that nonsense, I think it's time, listeners, that we brought in the great man, the listener's favourite for the favourite segment with Media Watch. Would you please welcome Redfern Pat! So, what had Ray and his listeners so fired up? Next question. Next question. I can't tell you the truth. I can't tell you the, the, the way that game panned out because I'll get fined. So, uh, I'm not going to answer any questions. I've done my job. Thanks. Very soon, Braith is in the big chair. Kenty fired up. Kenty will be fired up, no doubt. Unlike most people, I watched 360 last night. Yeah, I didn't. And in the promos, they're saying Kenty's fired up. But I don't think it was Kenty who's fired up. What's this for? Bray. Listen, he's not listening. Penalty's going against you. I've already... Oh, All right, Bray. You're off your head. You're off your head. I think that was Bray and Hoops. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, I actually made it to the end of the show, Pat, but I think, am I correct in saying you didn't get all the way to the end? No, I'm, I'm, I'm on Media Watch next week. <laughs> so, got a couple of things to, to go through in the off-season. The biggest story uh, in terms of media was Brandon Smith. He went on the podcast and they really tried to, to milk that for you know whole weeks of news. And by the time they got to the end of the, the news week, they were talking about his bad language. The Daily Telegraph, they went through and they counted all the times he used bad language. And I'm not one to take Daily Telegraph at their word, so I've gone through and I've collated all the bad language. Like some off the I, back thought of it, day, bro. I thought it was crazy, but yeah, we mm. crazy and do you find it crazy that Dan Carter knows who we are? Are you the only NRL player to come from yeah, working? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> crazy, eh? Yeah. Mm. After the grand final, we got like ninety thousand followers overnight. Yeah, it's crazy. That was f- and preseason used to be a wake. Yeah, mad, eh? That's mad. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it was mad. I loved it. I can sing, mad ass guitar player, mad husky voice. Eh? Bro, when he gets on the piss, mad. Eh? That's mad. Cause they f- think it's mad. Like, yeah, bro, you f- think I'm mad? Um, you think I'm a cool? Yeah, like, yeah, I'll get a photo of you. Mad, eh? That's mad. Thank God okay, for the swearing, because that would have been hard to follow without. We're, we're going to have to edit that out. There's no way we can put that on with our censorship. Terrible You've got language. So many, like, I, I can't even repeat any of that. Thank God for the swearing to help it bubble along. <laughs> So then we move forward. So the the first part of Rugby League, that was Super League. If you're desperate like me, you started watching Super League. And it's a good way to start the season because they really take it back to basics. And that is Super League. <laughs> Again, we speak about Sam. He's, he's, he's a player. He understands the game. And I'm... Dean Farre. Another player. So I need them to take it back to basics. I need to know who, who are these people in the field? What's what going on? What are we doing here? But then you get to the first game uh, in many people's eyes was the All-Stars game and Hannah Hollis didn't have any such problem. Well, you certainly just can't imagine rugby league without the players. <laughs> she knows what they're doing out there. She's like, they're the players. So then we move forward. We've got the, the trials. And, uh, and um, last year we were talking about uh, rugby league university. And we've got all the teachers. We've got the curriculum. We don't have any students. So I got a suggestion for our first student. I, th- I was learning stuff that I didn't even know about. Wow. He's like, that's Maverick guy is learning stuff he didn't even know. He Look, gets this is, it. This, is it Rumsfeld? That does known knowns, unknown knowns, known unknowns? Donald Rumsfeld? Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah, very wise person to know what they don't know. Yeah, so Maverick was a bit of a story in the off-season. He did have this uh, little clangery dropped. Just in that pre-season, um, 
I gave off the drink for six weeks, so and I just realised that when I did, I was like, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's all right. good. All good. So, that, yeah, he was he caused a bit of a stir. The other thing that he that he was uh, famous for is, so he's the son of Mark Geyer. He's a blood relative of Matt Geyer. But Fox wanted, Fox wanted to draw a comparison to their own Brandy, who is a non-blood uncle too. Right. Which you seem like maybe that's a bit tenuous, but the if you listen to this, the uh, resemblance is quite uncanny. Yeah, Kaloma cunt Matangi. <laughs> Did you guys catch one? Yes. <laughs> cunt. He, um, come on. Maverick's dropped the E, I think, from his name. He's dropped a few letters. Yes. Yeah, it's very much the modern And the, C, the C's gone as well. Yeah, it's not phonetic, but it's on the way. It has to be asked. Does he have a Does he have a wingman? Is the wingman's name Goose? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to be. Where does the Iceman fit into all that? Exactly. Picture? I don't know. I mean, there's a sequel coming. Cleary. Up, I, don't, I don't really follow. <laughs> Isn't Cleary the Iceman? Cleary's gone for three weeks, apparently. No, I mean the dad. Oh, right, Nathan. Thank you. There was um, and Maverick's mother is Maria. So you got Maria Gaia, Matt Gaia, Mark Gaia, Maverick Gaia, and only one of them is MG, and everyone knows who that is. <laughs> So I think that's that's media watch for the week. Good on you, Patty. You're welcome, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> you have been busy in the off season as opposed to the preseason. Last time we were in Both. this room, we had uh, our sound desk would have eight clips for the whole show. So that's out. We got <laughs> we got old screen now. <laughs> and I mean, should we just quickly turn? Well, we've got an errata straight up, haven't we? We've got an yeah, errata. Yep. So I was listening in, and I'm sure lots of people are screaming at their podcasting device. So there are two David Boyles. Ah, there's the right. David Boyle, born 1959, played for South from 1982 to 1991. And David Boyle, father of Millie and Morgan. Cousin of Jason. Something to Adam. Something to Lachlan. Is he anything to Adam Elliot? Cousin of Jason Croker. Yeah. And uh, also uncle to uh, the mainly Croker. Lockie. Lockie. No, no, no. David Boyle is the uncle ah. to... Um, but they the, had, they the had a one year over that. Sakes, he plays for Manly. He used to play for Canberra. He was great. He was Lachlan Croker when he played for <laughs> Canberra. But now he's just that Croker boy that plays for Manly. Doing very well too. They had an, a year overlap, is what I'll say about David Boyle. In 1991, there were two David Boyles in the league. Goodness. Commentator's nightmare. <laughs> wow. No, commentator's joy. They have to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's laughs> to yeah, remember less yeah. games. Yeah. And Boyle smashes Boyle. Yeah, yeah. Have you got any Janet Jackson facts for us? Wow. <laughs> I've had six months. I don't have any. Well, no. All I can say is that I'm inspired by hearing that music from that track on her album, Discipline, that there are two documentaries. One is Janet Jackson Approved, and the other one, I think, is The Rise and Fall of Janet Jackson, said that her career was irrevocably destroyed by the Nipplegate incident and the discriminatory treatment between the way in which the public handled Timberlake's involvement and her involvement. So I've got... Huge homework to do, mm. amongst other things, for this show because there's a wealth of online material on the streaming services about said Janet Jackson. Well, there was uh, rugby league had its own scandal like that with the Titans player on. Yes, Sunday. who's come? Out, there was apparently there was a rugby league had its own nipple gate. Oh right, because what happens sometimes when you're playing rugby league Jersey is people grab jerseys and they yeah, get right. pulled off, whatever. And uh, that was yeah. Anthony Watts's defence when he was in court for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and people are very much enjoying the expanded NRLW, six teams, etc., etc., and a biting incident in the St. George Illawarra. She did have a lovely line saying, if you're watching the game to try and get a flash of boobs, you're in the wrong place, champ. <laughs> well, imagine if you are after a hundred and however many years. <laughs> it's probably happened. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> Still, I mean, if, you, if you're getting biting incidents, then I'm, you know, I'm sure it's not the it's, players go. Um, look, get off. it's rugby league. Yes. It's so rugby league. Did you catch any of that uh, Dragons Eels in the monsoonal conditions down at Wednesday? If, if I may quote one of PWA's greatest, I was there. <laughs> I was there. And you all I there. had was sound effects mics. And we had literally, it was about six inches wide, this pour of water coming out of the grandstand. So this is under the cover. There was this just constant. It was like a fire hose. Was it biblical? It was, it was biblical. And the water, the, the drainage at Wind Stadium, the, at the ironically named Wind Stadium, was astonishing. Mm. But yeah, it was coming down. And sideline eye, Renee Gartner. Gartz. Oh, I love Gartner. Oh, Gartz was, uh, she was getting soaked. It was hilarious. Daniel Gartner did my rehab after my foot operation in 2011. So a big we, shout out to Daniel. You understand you're actually meant to do it. 
Like, you know, <laughs> there's no point in him doing it if it's your foot. Yeah, okay. What feedback do you have? Huh? <laughs> um, I'll keep it brief. We look forward to like engaging and, and stuff through the off-season. It'd be pointless for me to try and tick off everything. But something that's that's come to light, you know, has been evolving over the last couple of weeks and come to light today is this Gus versus Buzz Ooh. feud. Ooh. I've never heard of that. <laughs> so we'll start. Yeah, so we'll start at someone tweeting Gus about what he thinks about Buzz. And he just said, what's a Buzz? <laughs> And then Tell me what's happening. What's <laughs> and then uh, last night on 360, the uh, Paul Kent and uh, Buzz were trying to um, reach for reasons why the Bulldogs are unprofessional. <laughs> and the reason that they found was that the players are upset that the training isn't filmed, so they don't have drones like the other teams. So then Gus has spent the entire morning uh, posting drone shots, which takes me back to the first start when... Gus is like, what's a buzz? Because drones make a noise. <laughs> so they could have thought. Yeah, maybe that's how this whole thing. It's just a, a misunderstanding. Who would have thought that Gus Gould and Buzz Rothfield were meta? It's beautiful. Well, it? on that, Marcus Finocchiaro. Wow. Finocchiaro. I practiced that and, and then I ended up butchering it. He probably gets the, the Dalian points this week. Because he's noticed that Gus's bio in his in his Twitter is a quote from Frank Herbert, the author of June. Yes, correct. Uh, fear is a mind killer. Blah blah blah. Fear, fear, fear. Whatever. It's boring. And then, <laughs> well, I mean, it's just it's the, the all these aphorisms are the same. We don't need to like it's fear is bad. It's a truism, I would say. And then we remember that during Origin, he quoted Tolkien, mm. Ga- Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is that Tolkien? No. <laughs> Which one is it? Uh, Martin. Jo- Ma- Martin. Martin. Yeah. Martin. J-A-R. Quote yeah. that another one about fear or whatever. So then I'm thinking like Gus must be a real sci-fi head. Yeah, I think he's a fantasy guy. By the way, I don't know if any of you guys saw June, the the, the new one, the Daniel Vumler vehicle that came out a few months ago. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still dealing with the previous. <laughs> yeah, the old quote version. from Lionel Hutz: "This is the worst case of false advertising since the never-ending story." <laughs> I walk in to see June, and then it comes up on the credits: June Part One. Yeah, I go, oh, no. hang on. Yeah, no, hang on. Yeah, let me tell you, a stately movie. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I was just thinking about other sci-fi authors that Gus might be into. <laughs> yeah, Asimov. Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Androids. Yeah. Uh, do Android Do Android 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 Arthur Ronald Gould, yes. Philip Arthur Maybe Ronald. he could quote, uh, chuck in his bio, my schedule today consists of six hours of self-accusatory depression. <laughs> that could be a Gus one. That would be a great one for Gus. Another Philip K. Dick. I like her. She has breasts that smile. Beautiful. Maybe more in his like boat. Party days. Yeah, when he was doing that uh, Vivid project, yeah. Yeah, maybe George Orwell. George Orwell, yeah, I suppose a sci-fi, more dystopian future. What's he got? Perhaps I did not want to be loved as much as understood. <laughs> that is true. That is 100% true. Um, if you want to keep uh, if you want to keep a secret, you must keep it from yourself. That's all. Which might help us. That's Orwell. That's yeah. 84. Which mm-hmm. might help us with the dive into Willie Nelson. Yes, we can't get to the bottom. We just keep it just dead end after dead end, and finally from me, GJ Ballard. Now that's pretty obscure. JG Ballard. JG Ballard. My mistake. Sorry, I had a crash. He's actually written JG Ballard. Yeah, (laughs) glasses. Um, yeah, the warm leatherette, the the normal. I tell you what, that crash is a wild ride of both a book and a movie. I couldn't recommend it more highly. I would have thought Gus is a Vonnegut guy. I mean, Kurt Vonnegut famously wrote The Sirens of Titan, which is Titan, which is a treatise about how the Gold Coast will never win the premiership. Yeah, well, this one, this quote from uh, JG might be, uh, we might hear this one from Gus. I could sum up their future in one word, boring. And he could put that just before six tackles of Gus. <laughs> he could also say, if, if William Gibson, of course, neuromancer, um, things are different. That, that sounds like a Gus. When the yeah. past is always with you, it may as well be present. And if it's present, it will be future as well. That's a gussism for sure. Tomorrow is game day. <laughs> there are no excuses on game day. <laughs> well, that brings us... I'm, I'm guessing that being episode one for 2022 and trying to keep it under that elusive hour, has there been any um, correspondence for Chris's Kooky Correspondence Corner? None whatsoever. Fantastic. Simply to highlight, yeah, good for, good for everybody, that... 
as the season proper gets underway, we're looking Woo. forward to the interaction. And I can uh, reveal that Terry Bull, who's a very frequent contributor on both Blowing Up Deluxe and Fire Up, it will be um, helping provide that social media flow. You'll see some graphics and some great stuff, and hopefully that encourages everyone to get on board and get involved. But uh, no correspondence as such, Dennis. But I Well, let's have... open the mailbag. Give them the mailbox, triple nine four in your capital city. Yeah. Oh, cut. <laughs> There's one for you, Chris. Or oh. <laughs> oh, find Fire Up NRL on Twitter, or find Blowing Up Deluxe on Facebook, or find Fire Up on Facebook, and get involved, get engaged, send us some email, tell us what rubbish we're talking, and give us some feedback. Give us some correspondence. <laughs> but given that there are no new reasons to hate the Sydney Roosters that I want to go in right now, I do have a new segment. Oh, this is what we've been waiting for. And it is my Arara Valley axes to grind. If Sam Burgess is not currently an NRL official, by the way, there was a blue at South training today between Latrell Mitchell and Jacob Host. Apparently, uh, Host objected to offend from Latrell Mitchell. I think that bodes very well for your Rabbitohs. Host seems very, host seems very docile. Yeah, well, he was fired up. Well, it does seem that, that, that that's that's his go, and he says he's not going to change. So yeah. as, as Sam Burgess avoids the NRL furnace by coaching the Arara Valley Axemen, in his homage and with a vain hope of some sponsorship, here are my Arara Valley axes to grind of this week. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the Tele Power 50 poll. Only two guests to fire up featured. Peter Beattie at 34 and Yvonne Sampson at 43. First of all, I object to Beattie ranked higher than Yvonne. Ridiculous. And secondly, how is it that our orbits have not intersected more with the Telegraph? I don't know. Who was number one in that? Uh, I think it might have been um, the Dark Overlord. Cut. And <laughs> I, I take great objection to Magistrate Clisdor. We didn't have time to go through the Brent Kite driving... Farago that's going on in Magistrate's Court, but simply to say that Magistrate Clisdall, after Kite had given his very, um, I think, moving and uh, plausible defence about why you don't have to drive registered and all those sorts of things, Clisdall apparently has heard Murray must have put his head into too many scrums. Doesn't Magistrate Clisdall know they haven't pushed in scrums since the 80s? What a slur on our game. I suspect he's banged too many gavels. Getting back to the Telegraph. Their CEO's poll has come out. Last year, the most desirable player that the CEOs wanted to sign was Cameron Munster. Cut. <laughs> this year, he got one vote. Only one vote. And I just say, just you consume some unnamed white powder once and you're slurred for life. Allegedly. Allegedly. No, the white powder's confirmed. It was... Unidentified. The, the unidentified, yeah. Ah, and yep. finally, and boy... Am I grinding this axe and have been grinding this axe for many, many years? Have a guess what time the Broncos are playing in round one. Can I guess eight o'clock Friday night? You've got it. Woo! Daryl Braithwaite is singing the horses to open proceedings. Fantastic. Come on now. NRL, you can do better. Fire up. We will do better. And we'll be back next week even more fired up. So please join us. Share us with your friends. We've got big plans this year. We hope you come along for the ride. What an absolute waste of time, Eddie.